Previously on House of Phantods, Simone receives an email that alerts her to a possible explanation for the psychic attack she's been under. Now that all three young psychics have come together with Cassandra, it won't be long before the three of them realize they've found the ideal team leader. And hopefully, our messaging system helps all of them decipher the most important clue of all, to rise above the mundane and see the big picture with perspective. There's a saying people in this dimension like to pretend is relevant. What if the devil's greatest trick was convincing the world he doesn't exist? It's time for the team to ask an actually relevant question. What if Lovecraft's greatest trick was illustrating Cthulhu as evil, so people would leave him alone? After all, your holy men like to stand at the pulpit on Sunday shouting the devil down, while telling people to just look away. We are not the ones who inspired them with that false narrative. Get thee behind me Satan is the best way we know of to put a harmful entity in the position of sneaking up on its prey. Is it possible to use someone who's dreaming to remote view something that happened in the past? If I hadn't been fully awake when I opened the door, Wallace's question was definitely the bucket of ice water I needed to snap me to attention. So I asked her the only question I could think to ask. Did the dream have anything to do with World War II-era Paris after the Allied liberation and the license plate numbers of the cars parked outside an old hotel? Really nice, fancy cars, like Bentley, Mercedes, Rolls-Royce, maybe? Of course it did. And just like alternate Wallace, she was rattled by the experience. So was I when I had the dream. And all I can think is it's got to have something to do with what the tentacled one has been trying to tell me. If what Marina is calling smart dust is necessary for the synthesis of this kind of telepathy, then the Paris dream has nothing to do with whoever is using it. There was no smart dust in that alternate dimension. Which means what exactly? The tentacled beast wants us to pass on information that those using the smart dust can't intercept? <laughs> Why all the cryptic messages? Why not just spell it out? Do they think we've got what it takes to crack the code but can't comprehend basic spelling? Like the Morse code message Wallace got. What's up with the theatrics? Why not just drop her a line saying, Heads up, my homie, there's this shit called smart dust you gotta watch out for. Or is the answer simply that the input any of us receives must 
pass through our personal filters, and since those filters have been shaped by our own individual experiences and defined by our ego, they're going to be translated subjectively, no matter how hard we insist they are not. Which is why I've always wondered what the author of the Book of Revelations was smoking. Better yet, what early childhood trauma was he unable to resolve? Because therapy back then involved either stoning or being burned at the stake. So nice girls and boys don't talk about things like that. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. We're being shown how psychic attacks work. Of that, I'm certain. But not to harm or even control us. My hunch is the point of our tentacled tutor's tour of the other world is to educate us, including the Paris dream. He's showing us how it's done. But by whom? I didn't realize I was thinking out loud until Wallace startled me with the speculation that Big Pharma is most likely a player in the game of life and death. It wasn't that hard for Simone to verify everything her contact up by Mount Rainier told her in their email exchange, including the all-too-predictable schedule of the district court judge who would now not be hearing that case against the industry responsible for getting middle America addicted to drugs. Listen, I'm not on drugs. Who was it that said follow the money? There was just one thing Wallace didn't get. She'd been reading Lovecraft and was certain everything points to the possibility that what we're dealing with here is Cthulhu. The tentacles, the dreams. I mean, come on. This whole thing has Lovecraft written all over it, except for one thing. Cthulhu's coming off as the good guy in this scenario. So why did Lovecraft make him out to be the greatest evil ever known? <laughs> is it because fact and fiction work as a team, and the point isn't to focus on the evil? Could it be the point is to focus on his ability to engage in a clandestine dialogue with us by shaping our dreams? A clandestine, highly uncommon dialogue? If only there was a way to know which entity was behind what. I didn't see any smart dust when I had the Paris dream, but I was sleeping in the cab of my little pickup at the time, and it was broad daylight when I woke. Tiny dust particles aren't exactly easy to spot in the light of day, even sparkly ones. So I asked Wallace another question. When she woke from the Paris dream, did she see any signs of what might have looked like sparkly dust? No, not at all. But not for the reason you might think. When she and Simone were walking back from Friday Fright Night, Simone told her about the smart dust and Marina's theory about how and why it's being used. Out of an abundance of caution... Wallace pulled the air filter out of the basement and slept with it on high in her room. Living in this house, I have a hard enough time sorting out fact from fiction, she said. 
The last thing I need is some asshole inserting their version of reality into the picture. Funny how reality can change with little more than a knock on the door, especially when it's followed by the news that there are two FBI agents at the front door asking about an email correspondence having to do with a mass shooting they're investigating. Specifically, they were curious to know why Simone was emailing back and forth with the shooter, who was dead. How do I even begin unraveling that which gets curiouser and curiouser? As if it wasn't enough that the FBI agent asking questions was a dead ringer for David Duchovny, there was the issue of Simone exchanging emails with a ghost. Apparently, everything the emailer said was true except one thing. Jared was the only boy living in the foster home and both his phone and his laptop were confiscated by the FBI the day of the shooting. So how do you explain his email account being used to message you after he committed mass murder, Miss Jones? Agent Doppelganger really wanted Simone to take him seriously, obviously. But what about me? There were so many things wrong with his question, I didn't know where to begin. How do you take something like that seriously? First of all, how could she possibly explain something she knows nothing about? They may as well be directing that question to the wallpaper. Or Marina. She always seems to know the question before it's asked. But the most worrisome part was they were questioning a 12-year-old girl without the presence or express permission of her guardian. Betty and Emery weren't home. Oh, no, you don't. So I stepped in to represent, did what any fiction writer would do in the situation. I made up a plausible explanation for why they were to direct their questions to me and leave the kid out of it. By the time they were ready to leave, I was certain of two things. Simone's psychic finding skills had evolved to not just finding ghosts on the Internet, but attracting them. And the FBI is clueless to what is really going on, even if one of them really, really, really wants to believe. And then all hell broke loose. The only thing I could do was look Agent Doppelganger and his partner in the eye and say, I'm not hearing things. You are and show them the door. Don't be so sure the FBI is clueless to what's going on, my dudettes. Especially you, Simone. You better than anyone should know how easy it is to fall for a fake internet. 
They may not be able to wrangle access to end-to-end encryption out of our lawmakers yet, but they sure as hell know how to create an app that makes it unnecessary. Marina had been forced to wait on the porch while the G-men were inside, grilling us on the finer points of corresponding with a ghost on the Internet. She was not happy about it either. I was tempted to ask her why she didn't just pluck the conversation out of the ether the way she routinely plucks thoughts out of our heads. But she was already annoyed. And who knows what dangers lurk in the hearts of annoyed Instagram famous empaths. But then again, they did seem to be oblivious to the eruption of paranormal activity that took place just as they were leaving. And it's a good thing. Because as soon as their car pulled down the driveway, the apparition of a boy appeared at the top of the stairs. Simone recognized him from the photos she'd seen of the Tacoma shooter. It was Jared. He was holding a gun. The house seemed to be fighting against his presence, too, as if he'd arrived uninvited or by means that went against the strict code of conduct with respect to admission into the House of Phantods. The question we were all wondering, of course, was this. Don't ghosts usually stick around the places they knew when they were living? So how the hell did he get here? My take on ghosts has always been that they're a type of golem formed from the energy that surrounded them when they died, which is why it's never made sense to me that people depict graveyards as being haunted. How many people have you known who lived or died in a graveyard? I rest my case. The point is, there was no point. Not in trying to communicate with the ghost of the murderous Jared, anyway. He wasn't in there, but a whole hell of a lot of dark energy was, and we needed to know the source of it. Why? According to Marina and her mom, it was the only way to reverse the curse. It isn't How we might do just that was what we spent the rest of the morning discussing. We all knew the dangers of cruising the information superhighway for any credible information. Not when there's ghosts in the machine. There might be a thing or two we can learn, but nothing would be as tangible as boots on the ground. What we needed to learn was somewhere up near Mount Rainier, which meant one thing. Road trip.